0: My name is athena Kablenyu. i'm a stand-up comedian writer podcaster and parent parenting mm-hmm. is is wonderful but um you know the child only has three words toast egg and sock mm-hmm. so there's she, not much just could... said yeah 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 oh all right then four <laughs> words four <laughs> words uh, but you can't really you can't have a conversation with that yeah toast mm-hmm. sock egg so that's why i i invite friends around to to keep my company and today i've got a super friend I said, oh, they're all super friends, but you're a super, super friend. (laughs) Bilal, hello, Bilal Safar. How's it going? I'm very very well, thank you. Before I start, I have to say, this is, what, the first time you've had plantain?
1: No, it isn't. It isn't?
0: Okay. No, because I've had it
1: once before. In a Colombian restaurant. Where do you buy it from? Does it have to be a special little?
0: No, just any kind of grocers. Funnily enough, the kind of stuff that you'd buy like South Asian food from, like mm. just like you can get if you can buy karela you can buy karela mm. Yeah, if you buy that, you can buy plantain. I don't really like it. Uh, no one likes that stuff. It's just no. bitter. Mm. It's supposed to be good for you. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> Tastes like it. All like natural,
1: all like vegetables that are bitter are good for you, aren't
0: they? Yeah, aloe vera. If you all eat all that, keeps you young. Yeah. Have you ever
1: um? Like eaten a clove of garlic raw.
0: Um, have I? No. Is that? I've done
1: that. It's meant to be. Oh, and ginger.
0: Yeah, I have a lot. Not eat, yes, I have. I used to suck it raw before sore oats. Yeah, exactly. That's like very big good. Chunk of it.
1: Yeah, it's great if you're unwell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done that stuff, and yeah, everything disgusting is good for you.
0: Everything. Oh dear. That's, <laughs> some people might be glad to hear that. But this is nice,
1: and I'm guessing plantain is. Uh fairly healthy. It's
0: healthy until you fry it and then it just becomes a sponge of oil. Oh okay. Um so it's um it's healthy. It's basically healthy and then African and Caribbean people we do like to make things incredibly unhealthy. It's mm. um it's it's in the culture to take lots of oil and lots of sugar same as Asians. Yeah, right? we, we we I mean, like ghee is mm. one of the most horrific things. Like, do you know what that does to your arteries? There's no need oh. for it to exist, to exist. Do you know? Have you
1: ever? I don't know if you ever do stupid health things like me. Have you ever had bulletproof coffee? <laughs> no. Do you know what it is? No, I don't. So it is basically black coffee and grass-fed
0: butter. So ghee. That's it, and it's <laughs>
1: meant to be amazing for you.
0: What? How? Butter and caffeine. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I feel like what happened was a restaurant accidentally got an order wrong. And they're like, what, we, like, what are we yeah. going to do with these 20 litres of ghee? Well, I think oh. that's how they drink it in like India and stuff. Well, I suppose, it, to be fair, to, that, what, that, what's that milky tea called? Chai. Um Yeah, I, I mean, that's far, there's far too much milk for me. It's weird. It's very for, sweet and milk. For a, a nation that loves cows, there's a lot of milk going on. Like a lot of Indian sweets, the base of it is like carnation milk and milk. Mm. Um, and it's all incredibly bad for you. But we do a lot of exercise. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, or, 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 or I don't know. <laughs> I try to you now. I go to the gym. Do you? What instigated that?
1: Um, just been single for too long, <laughs> and also, you know, you want to be famous, isn't it?
0: <laughs> You, you want to get So you want to get to that point Where you're famous And then you've got an excuse To take your top off And people are like Where did that come from And you
1: pretend like Oh I've always been like this.
0: That's what happened to Stormzy Stormzy's <laughs> just this rapper And the one that, then he's on Glastonbury With these pecs I'm like uh, where yeah, did yeah. they come from <laughs>
1: Someone's been working out And also yeah Because it's that thing of like I've started being more honest With myself Like before I was like Oh I want to be a great stand up And all of this I do want to be famous
0: I want to be known For yeah. being a great stand up I don't stand-up. mean famous in, yeah. an,
1: in a ITV2 way <laughs> you know but you want to yeah you want to be it is nice when I like I have been obviously you get recognised around Edinburgh yes and that is cool yeah and I have been recognised before randomly which is weird in London because mm. I'm not famous at all so that was odd but it is cool isn't
0: it it's cool when you get recognised especially when you're with someone and um, I get recognised partly because of the Guilty Feminist it's like an amazing platform yeah. because it's so many you listen to it um, are you are you a of the guilty feminist and I kind of want to say yeah but I also do other stuff but then I just think I'll go with with this. I did
1: Sophie Hagen's podcast like three years ago built up a solid following of white women off
0: that. (laughs) There's a lot of people that want to do better and they think and I think which is good by the way but um, it's a shame I think the way to be better is just to me chat shit like I'm not the answer like I cannot help you.
1: podcast though.
0: Yeah that's true. Mm. And also I think I do think one thing I will say is there are things that you naturally know when you grow up as a black and brown person in this country. And you can take it for granted. Like if you're a white person, you're from a white area, you've got white friends, and you've only got a white family. There are things that you're just not going to know unless someone tells you. And that's why podcasts are great, because they're a way mm-hmm. of letting people into our lives. And I don't have to watch Roots or, <laughs> or, or whatever they would have had to have done. And our education system isn't doing us... Um, any any favours it's not teaching us about empire and colonialism like my friend just sent me a picture of some homework her daughter got and the homework was generally this it was make a hat that Christopher Columbus would be proud to wear like Whoa. this is a really traumatic thing to ask black and brown people to do Christopher, Christopher Columbus basically is responsible that. for our, our mass murder right I don't think so, I was taught
1: about Christopher. I can't really remember, to be
0: honest. I don't remember, but I definitely know the narrative of white people discovering brown people and, and white people discovered X, Y, and Z is yeah. what I was brought up on. So if you've got that and you've had that in your life up until a certain point, podcasts are great because you can learn all that stuff. But yeah, it makes me sad that we are the answer. It makes me she, really sad. She know. wants the plantain. She's getting... Shall I, oh, she wants, Oh, okay, she
1: fair enough. Seen. Oh, it's not too hot
0: now. No. Not that... She's, she eats really hot food. It <laughs> worries me. Um, a little bit. So, anyway, when you you, yes. you said something really enticing. You said I want to tell you about my morning. Uh-huh. Is that what you said?
1: So yeah, I, I just I do a lot of dumb stuff. So <laughs> I had a haircut this morning. I was gonna uh, say uh, thank you. You look thanks. great. Uh, you had to get a haircut now. This is the thing. I don't usually have it this short. What happened was last night. So sometimes I cut it myself. All I do is I've got these good little clippers, and I do like number four, which is not that's quite you know that's quite thick, um, or five on the sides, and that's fine. I thought, can't be able to get a I'll just do that myself. did it last night, and I thought, oh, this feels a bit wrong. It was on number two. (laughs) So I just had this patch here. And I thought, oh, my God. But I went to the barber, and he's done two around the sides. And he's done a good job. It's fine.
0: He has. It's not. like a fade.
1: Yeah, kind of. It's fine. But, like, oh, the trauma of that,
0: man. So that was your morning. Yeah. Uh, Well, no, it was
1: fine. So I was really worried because it was a busy Saturday morning. It was busy, and there's just all guys, you know. I thought I'm gonna tell. I'm, gonna, t- I'm t- gonna. tell the barber that I've had a crisis because I had half of my head sort of shaved and weird. I didn't. I, I could have tried to do the rest. Sorry.
0: No. Do you want more plantain? No. No. I just dropped my okay. 4 Okay. I'll have more done.
1: Um, right. But I had to go in there and I had to do that thing of telling him, "Look, I did this," <laughs> and I thought it was going to be really embarrassing, but it was fine. Like a couple of guys smiled.
0: Would you ever just take? Would you have taken it all off? What would you have no. done? No.
1: <laughs> I don't want to. It's because I've shaved my head before years ago, and it takes ages to grow back.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's weird because like now this will grow back quick, but when you do, for some reason, when you shave it all off, it takes a good six or seven months to yeah. get anywhere. And there's an awkward phase where it doesn't look very good. It doesn't suit me either.
0: I think um, bald hair, like if I had a bald head, it would suit me because yeah. I used to cane around my hair, so my hair would obviously be quite tight braids, yeah. and that oh, always looked my... quite good. I look like Snoop from the Wire. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I... People, and there was a noticeable difference in the way people used to talk to me when I had. This was obviously quite a long time ago. That's interesting. So um, that's the first thing I do if I got it with my dreadlocks. So you've got a good shape, so
1: my hair because it goes the sides. I don't have that thing, you know that shape which looks what, so like, like someone like line. Zayn Malik. Yeah, yeah. So the, but the sides of the hairline aren't very good. Oh, okay. So it's I can't really get that much fashionable stuff. Oh, okay. oh, it's I fine, know. but you know
0: what I mean? I mean, I can't pull it. I'm a really a hairline expert. Your hair looks fine to yeah. me. Oh, thank you. you no, know? no, I'm
1: fine. I just, yeah, I just wanted to tell you. So,
0: what's your <laughs> relationship like with your barber? Because there's a whole thing about I've men got and all their barbers. Ones. Oh, you cheat on your barber? Yeah. I do. Oh, wow. So I think i am going
1: to stick with this one now. Okay. Because I've chatted to him and he's been, he's been there the longest in my area of pain.
0: Right. What's Hainault like? Oh, it's very boring. Hainault's what East London, right? Yeah,
1: but very far, so technically Essex, but still a London borough, so a bit weird.
0: Yeah, still red. There's a lot of people pretending to be London. Bromley. Yeah. Hillen- Hillenden. Who are these people? Is Bromley London though? It's a London That's... borough. Again. Yeah, but y- but I'm you I can get buses. Such, like the and central stuff. line is near me, yeah. so it's still basically London. It's really weird. What you have to do. And we were talking about this earlier, because of just gentrification house prices, you have to live in really strange areas yeah. just to make just to make life sustainable.
1: It's been really funny for me, man, because I'm from roughly Leytonstone, and that's where I was born and grew up and everything. And there used to be so many... Leytonstone's fine. There used to be so many areas you'd avoid. Stratford, mm. Walthamstone, not very nice. Like, we had to go there for shopping and stuff, but you don't yeah. hang around in Stratford. Now... Whenever I have a meeting with any media type, I went into The Guardian recently or whatever, they all live in Stratford and though. Yeah. and it's so weird. And Peckham, yeah. Oh, that's funny. I
0: had a really funny conversation, because sometimes I have to hold my tongue because I want to get ahead in this industry. Yeah. But I was talking to someone, and um, I was talking about um, Peckhamplex for some reason, right? Which is most of London. know no Peckhamplex. It's a place where you can go get to watch a cinema, mm-hmm. like, watch a film for five pounds, and it's sort of nice vibe to it. Like I watched Get Out at Plex. I couldn't watch Get Out in any other cinema yeah, other than Peckhamplex, right? And um, I was talking about how I was driving through Peckham. Um, uh, the other day and there was just like awful kind of shop that had been converted into this indoor market but it wasn't really a market it was like some gentrified vintage kind of awfulness it was all it was all like big glass windows and kind of chintzy lights and that kind that weird brown colour they make everything look that weird brown lighting to make everything to look kind of brownie gold anyway um and I was talking about it and she just started talking about oh yeah I you know I moved to Peckham when I first came to London it's just terrible what's happening and I'm like that's you like you just said it I moved to Peckham when I first came to London that's you this is your fault I know. but it's it's almost like people just they think it's other people and not them Mm. um and I don't know what you can do about it but the thing that frustrates me is the local authorities only start to clean these places up Once rich white people move in, Wolverstow could have been a nice place in the 90s. Kings Mm. Cross could have been a nice place in the 90s. Brixton, I mean, these places were nice, but they had reputations, right? Hackney as well. I mean, I -hmm. used to go out in Hackney and I used to kind of rave there, and there were like some nice bars there. Um, Like, there was a place called Murder Mile, like, it was a mile of road and people would get murdered. This is horrible, like, people suffered under uh, under these conditions, Mm -hmm. and then what, and no one did anything until rich white people moved in. It's very confusing. Yeah, um, it's almost as if people don't care about us like, <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if we're trying to t- give us a message, and, and they, we're not getting any message. They're putting us on planes, you know, telling us to go away, but we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not quite getting this message. No, uh, I have more, more. I have more plantain. Can I just tell you, since I've been here, I've not had one piece of plantain. Oh really? Well, the child. I've yeah. got some left. If oh, there's more in the kitchen. Are people are like Fina. How did you lose the baby weight? And I'm like, they eat all your food. <laughs> you don't eat. They just eat all your food. So can we talk about dating since she said something we oh, okay. said you should have been single for too long this is unacceptable oh, I Not that. it's unacceptable because yeah. being single is good i liked being single i
1: mean i'm in a weird i'm 28 now and I'm really to, yeah god
0: i feel old
1: i don't know how old you are but oh i think oh, i know <laughs> that you're older than i thought because i you maybe tweeted your age at some point
0: oh uh, i'm 38 yeah i wouldn't have yeah that. everyone says that i'm an old person um, well, wow. compared to i honestly people. feel
1: like maybe it's because i do comedy and stuff and all my friends are random ages i feel like after 24 it's all the same
0: i think you're right and then it becomes a case of how mature are you so i know like you know i know people in their early 20s who give me work you know and i know people in their 50s and 60s who are just mindlessly childless um child uh, Childish 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 childless. Not childless That's not a, that's, It's okay to be child free It's that. okay to be yeah. child free I mean childish Childish Yeah I mean I really don't
1: care And I think again like I, th- I think it's because of comedy But all my friends Are completely random ages
0: It is because of comedy It opened yeah. up a new world Of people I don't care I, yeah. And they're all different
1: colours And stuff I'm, You know It's nice It
0: isn't It is That's the best thing about comedy Like it opens mm-hmm. up the, After about a week You're like Oh this dude's 60 years old and white And we that's, hang out together fun. Because you wouldn't Necessarily, be in, have an opportunity to do that unless you maybe hang out mm. with work colleagues.
1: Do you have? Um, so I always had a thing of fitting in with because I've never really had like a big group of Asian friends, and I don't really do the Asian. I don't I don't smoke shisha and stuff. I, <laughs> I had a gig. Is that
0: the big thing that? No, but that's
1: what they do. <laughs> oh, is it okay? Well, yeah, that's that's the thing, and I, like my brother goes, and I just that I think that's where comedy was nice because it was actually my first gig ever when I realised all the comedians who were very nice at the time and you know, they were all completely different. Different yeah. ages, races, all from different parts of the world. And I thought
0: it's quite nice. That's definitely a big part of it. I probably I it's weird. I never really I've always had like different groups of people. Um so I've had like I guess like my friends from this workplace or mm-hmm. my friends from this part of my life. And I've had like I have like black friends but I don't have they're not in like one big yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm seeing my black friends now, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. um so I guess I was well prepared to to be a comedian where like it's it's literally it's those, it is a little bit like you some a utopian kind of environment. I love it. And people don't tolerate fuckery. Like mm-hmm. if you're wild, you'll be outed on Facebook. Yeah. Um great, so huh? Yeah. I you? love the
1: gossip. I love, oh man.
0: <laughs> I drive. Um, so obviously I was a driver in the in okay. the early years. I used to do a lot of driving. It's definitely how I got on in comedy because I'd meet other comics who were better than me. And we just get on and they'd help me do get gigs. But yeah. anyway, in these car journeys, the things I heard made me swear I would never get romantically involved in a comedian in my life oh yeah because if you do that I'm telling you right now someone's saying your name in a car and chatting about something you've done at some point unfortunately I've heard it all Um, so I was like you know yeah. what unless the dude is like um, if to the point where if I met someone and he was a comedian and he was amazing and we were in love I'd quit comedy because <laughs> I'm quite a private person yeah and you can't be private, unfortunately, if you're a comedian.
1: I know what you mean. The, like the news spreads so quick, and like people that, even if you're a comedy fan or whatever, you're not involved in this world. Yeah, you don't know about the gossip and stuff. It's just so much fun. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is. It is fun, and yeah, not it's... when
1: it's obviously not when it's horrible stuff, mm. but when it's more just ridiculous.
0: I'm just, I, this is an awful conversation to have because yeah. I want to say, did you hear? Nah. But like, yeah. it's like, we can't say anything guys. Sorry, what you're going to have to do is just become a comedian, get on the open mic circuit, yeah. start gigging, then get into a car and then you're going to hear about everything we're talking about yeah. and it's Geucy. juicy. So juicy. So, yeah. oh, about dating. Yes. I went on
1: a date last week with a girl, she's Muslim. I um, met her on Hinge, very good app. And, um, I think she's a millionaire.
0: Oh, my God.
1: It's very confusing. She so basically, she owns three companies. <laughs> she grew up in Hampstead. It's okay. It's not normal, is it?
0: That's not normal. People that grew up in Hampstead, they're very rich.
1: Yeah, her hobbies are playing polo and she likes <laughs> classical music. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I don't know. And I thought, I thought, this isn't going well. We've got nothing in common. But then, and then she goes, when are we seeing each other again?
0: Bilal. And. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. As your friend. <laughs> The word "keeper" is overused yeah. in the dating. If you like, he's a keeper. He's got a heartbeat. Mm. This woman is a keeper. She's amazing. You you marry this girl. She's right for you. So she's Let's a bit of that. Do you know? I what? don't know that for sure. Okay. It just she seems upper class. Do you, do you think maybe this is an elaborate like she just says yeah. all this stuff, you, t- you know, because she's trying to reel you in? This is the kind of thing I would do. <laughs> no, because I stalked her Instagram. Okay. And it
1: like it is her like on a horse. On a private plane, um, in just in loads of different countries around the world, in really fancy hotels.
0: Well, I don't one, know. One thing I would say is this: if you're de- if you're dating someone with a with a bit more money than you, things can get a bit awkward sometimes mm. because I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, right. So then it's kind of it like gets to the point where it's like, let's say you want to take her out for dinner, mm. but. You you want you want to take her out to like Nando's, not even Nando's, one of the fake Nando's that you see in the high street. Yeah, one of those ones. Or Perry Perry. Yeah. They haven't even. They called it Perry Perry. Best chicken. So you want to treat that person, but you have to know if that person understands. Yeah, I
1: mean, even I I took it to like a fancy cafe in like Melbourne, and I got the bill. And it was more than I thought, and I was just like, "God, don't let my card decline." Please, <laughs> please. I'm,
0: it, I'm not a millionaire by yeah. any stretch of the imagination, but there was a point in my life where I was meeting a lot of men who earned less money than me, okay. uh, based on the fact that yeah, I had like quite a good day job, and mm-hmm. then I had money from comedy, and just generally, I'm quite frugal. Yeah. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, but when I would always be really conscious of stuff like that, so. If we were going out for dinner, I'd say, oh, let's go to Chiquito's or, you know, just somewhere like really... But
1: you didn't mind it.
0: No, I didn't mind it. And to the point where I would be happy to, like, pay or I would drive everywhere so they wouldn't have to pay for taxis and stuff. Um, And I just, I would preempt the awkwardness because it can get really awkward because the expectation is that the man pays for everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, I personally, I usually split the bill on dates. I'm not like, I have to get this kind of thing. Yeah. I'll pay sometimes, but it's not... I don't feel like emasculated. Yeah. But I think that's probably a thing, isn't it?
0: Well, I, I have a... There's a big... Every now and again, there's a big thing about, like, should, should men pay on dates? Mm. What about feminism? What about feminism? And my opinion has always been that it's okay to have a bit of a, a culture around dating, which is gender-based, because that's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. It's the yeah. balance, isn't it? And it's good to have that culture, because then you can either be with it or against it. And what I always say is, I always offer... But mm. if a man pays, that's quite, almost like an investment because we might have another date in mm. which I will pay,
1: you know. Did you see that thing about the guy? Again, <clears> I don't know <throat> if it was a tweet or if it was, it might have been. There's, I mean, I think a few guys have done it where they've taken a woman out for a drink and, and the woman's
0: been like, oh, I don't really
1: want to, you know, it was nice, but I don't really want to see you again, kind of. And the guy's asked for the
0: money back. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I think the one rule has to be if you asked me, then if there's if you're paying you asked me to be there. But similarly I I take guys out. Like I'll be like, oh, do you want to see this movie? Mm. Do you wanna do this? Do I quite like that? taking turns to pay.
1: I do that yeah. with friends and stuff. It's like I'll get this, you get the other thing.
0: I don't mind paying as well because it makes me mentally mm. feel um, if I don't know if I well obviously not now, now I'm very settled. Now I've got mm. conservatory. <laughs> no, now I don't need to yeah. deal with this with these things anymore. But it when I was, I used to think that oh if I pay, I don't oh this guy doesn't think I owe him anything because, but now in the age of me too, I don't, yeah. have, to, I don't have to do that shit anymore. Yeah. But no, seriously, it got to the point where I'd be like, yo, I better not take any money from this guy because he's going to want to come back to my place or something. Oh, um, because yeah. these kind of conversations weren't really being had. So I'm raising my, my child not to eat meat, but I'm pretty sure oh, okay. people sneak a chicken.
1: Oh yeah? Yeah.
0: I mean, there's nothing you can do. It's grandparents. Grand Grandparents are the worst. I know. Oh my gosh. I it's, don't know.
1: Well, because I've got a nephew and niece, it's mad how much they love their grandchild, isn't it? Yeah, to like the it's point weird. where
0: they give them freedom that they never yeah. gave you. And you think, where was this when I was 12? Yeah. Like, um, and it, they love feeding to the point where it's like, I'm going to have to take my child away from you mm. now. I saw my mum yesterday and we were there for two hours and it was like a conveyor belt. Of food, it yeah. was like a princess or a queen being bought. Oh, like, that's so you funny. but I just thought she, she just, she just. Is this ate her this. first grandchild? Yeah, yeah, it's her first you grandchild. Got yeah, so I've got. Um... Oh, do you not know the story? No, I don't think so. So I've got a twin brother, oh, yeah. and me and him had children on the same day. Oh, so they're twin cousins. Oh, so his my girlfriend God. gave birth, and I had my daughter on the same day. Is he in London? No, he is in Australia, oh. which makes it even madder as well uh, the that's whole time. Isn't that mad? Yeah, that's amazing. It's almost, sometimes I forget it, how mad it is. Did you know there was
1: a chance it could happen? I guess that's so random, isn't it? Like...
0: <clears throat> I didn't really contemplate it, yeah. but mine was really late. So she was over 20 days late Ooh. and I think theirs was actually a little early. So whilst there was a chance it could have happened, we kind of thought it, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. and So it, it never even occurred to me, even though we were pregnant at the same time. Because it would be, it would, it would have been so random yeah. and such a coincidence. That's oh, that's amazing. So you can imagine. And my is that a boy or a girl? A girl. Oh. Oh so my twin girls. So my daughter's middle. Have they in... met yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've come over a couple of times, and they're oh, like, Do they
1: come over often? Yeah.
0: Well, we're, yeah. So I'm desperately trying to get into Melbourne that's... Comedy Festival, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I can visit them because it's so expensive to travel over there and but stuff. But can you? So where does your brother live? Uh, Melbourne.
1: Oh, so you can do that yeah yeah is so Melbourne one where you have to be invited or
0: something yeah so if you want to get onto like the official programme you could do you like you could go and do something you could do free fringe but I'm just trying to make oh no of course go
1: for the best thing yeah
0: and also just the cost is it's yeah. it's really easy just to go over and do comedy for a month and then come home you haven't achieved anything I've
1: never been um, to Australia <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh. She gave me a really nice smile yeah, that when I not... said that. Oh, <laughs> it's you. She's being cuddled and she's got planting in her hand. This oh, she's basically
1: cool. calm though. She's very nice. Um, yeah. on the, I, when I mentioned Australia, I remembered that I, because I've never been invited and lots of my friends have, it reminded me of bitterness. <laughs> um, oh, no, no. Do you, have you had a lot of that?
0: What, in the in industry? Comedy? Yeah. Um. As in have felt Absolutely, it? Yeah. So I was I was just talking about this with another comment the other day, oh, okay. and you know, like when you're 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 watching someone do stand up and you're about to go on and they're smashing, mm. and I'm thinking. Damn, yeah. but at the same time, it's good that they're smashing. You don't want them to stink up the room yeah. with, with awfulness. And I was saying that it's okay to feel that way because mm-hmm. um, she basically this what this comedian has this uh, this line and it's so funny. It's, uh, I'm not going to say what it is because I want to identify the person, but it's so great. And I was saying to her like, I'll be so sad the day you stop telling that joke because it's so funny. Um, and I was saying that like. And we just got onto the, the topic of people being funny, uh, funnier than you or doing things that you're really impressed with. Yeah. And I was like, "It's if you're ambitious, yeah. it's natural to look at what other people are doing yeah. and be thinking to yourself, I want to be but in that place. But it's
1: when you see people getting things you think they don't deserve. Do you know
0: what I mean? A, oh, a long I mean, time it, ago. It I, happens. It happens all the no. time with comedy. Because comedy is not a, a meritocracy. Yeah. No creative industry is a meritocracy. Um, and sure. all... So I never, whenever something happens, whenever something happens where I think that is really, I'm not sure if I agree with it. Yeah. I always have to remember that I'm not in an industry. So it's not a mathematical industry yeah. that we're in. It's not good joke plus laugh equals work. Mm-hmm. It's a whole, there's a whole myriad of things that can happen. Yeah, because I've had
1: it quite bad, especially last year was very bad for me. Last year was just like bad financially. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's up <clears> and down. It? But I had, because I had the Edinburgh nomination thing in 2016
0: I'm going to talk about that but let's yeah. say what you're going to say first
1: just that I got basically nothing after that yeah. in terms of TV or anything I got very I got close to a few things and obviously hundreds of meetings Yeah. and that was it Yeah. and I see people who got nominated getting on TV immediately and at first that was winding me up Yeah. but now I'm a lot better that's why I'm talking about it yeah. I'm not bitter anymore like not really but um, I sort of realised as well like The stuff they get, like panel shows and things I don't really want to do.
0: It's, it's the panel show thing I mean I don't want to comment it too much because if they came I'd be like I'll take that I job it, yeah. yeah of course and I've done run throughs you know yeah, but me too, what, what I, was... I would say is it's, it's not a judgement on on where we were at creatively and by the way the people making these decisions they're not people watching comedy day, day in day out they're creating know. a TV show they don't owe us work
1: but it's a bad feeling isn't it when, it's a
0: horrible feeling because because I got made to <clears throat> feel,
1: basically because I, when I got that thing in 2016 I was, bas- I was made to feel like I was going to be a huge star now yeah and like there were all Article saying that I should replace. There's was, there was like an independent article that, because it got Google Alerts, obviously. Yeah. And it told me that, it, well, it said um, someone had written in the independent that I should be replacing some. This is what this is what, this is what they
0: do. They look at brown people yeah. and they go, "You're the new next brown person." Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're the global majority, we need to replace you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're the white, there's far too many white people on TV. There's yeah. but it's just the, the narrative of us being the minority bores me now. Mm. We are the global majority, okay? And with Brexit as well, so people are desperately trying to cling on to this idea of whiteness being some kind of baseline. And I'm like, get over yourselves, okay? When are you going to get over it? How dare you say this brown person can only occupy a space that's yeah. taken up by an existing brown person? Um, but what, the reason why I want to talk about the nomination is because yeah. the last few years people have made a really big deal about, oh my God, first black woman, first black oh, yeah, woman. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But like, you must have been like definitely first, first Muslim, second, second. Imran
1: Yusuf. Oh yeah, Imran, the first. First. yeah. But
0: there's only two. I, there's only two. I think ever.
1: I got asked um, last week to go on BBC One Sunday morning to debate Islamophobia and freedom of speech.
0: I mean, what? That's not. It's not up for debate. <laughs> I know. It's not up for debate. Freedom of speech doesn't mean you can just abuse people for their religion. Yeah.
1: But can you imagine if I did it? It would have been obviously a Lawrence Fox type guy. Yeah. Someone <clears> like that. Just having a go at me,
0: um, and it's and and you would have been in a studio where you probably would have been the minority. Oh, yeah. So there would have been a lot of white people going, "Oh, Lawrence Fox has got a point, have not he?" You know, can man- can't say anything. Can you anymore. imagine
1: Twitter for a week? I'd just be getting abuse.
0: So I really struggle with the journalistic editorial decisions that are being made in mm. the in the name of free speech. Unfortunately, I think where the B- I should be careful what I say about the BBC because I <laughs> pay my wages at the minute, mm. but. Um, but it's true that it's true that the editorial decisions um, are terrible, and it's basically white people who are fairly not that middle class and whiteness equals idiocy. But it's there's a consistency here where white people who think they're being fair by saying well because we're a public service broadcaster we have to broadcast all views you. so oh, like, because one. you're a public service broadcaster it's your job to actually have knowledge of context mm. and historical context and social context even economic context and then consider all those things and platform people who are progressive and by that I just mean not <laughs> Not you can't and also just just because this really annoys me people only think that Both sides should be heard when it's got something to do with Islamophobia or black people okay anyone else you would never have someone on tv going well being gay is a sin you'd never have someone on tv going if you're disabled it's because you your forefathers sinned or whatever but when it so suddenly people understand context when it's everything else when it comes to muslims and or black people because obviously black people are muslims all of a sudden it's well let's hear let's hear the racists yeah, you know, know let's 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 give, let's debate
1: them how do you feel about when if you, so are you often talked about as black female or- comedians
0: it's um, something that happens less and less because I think people follow me on Twitter and they know I'm not going (laughs) to stand for that shit yeah it's really funny i am um, so don't show i've got the Phoenix anniversary yeah no, well done. thank you very much and somebody asked me oh have you had a hard time from all these other comics who you know think um you know you think that oh if mm. they're white because they're white they're not getting on and i said no and it's probably because they know not to bother with me because yeah. i will just cuss them out um, and also yeah. there's not
1: many people who do that there's like five guys isn't
0: there yeah no on facebook yeah. i don't even follow them
1: yeah because like i had um I remember there was a quote from like The Guardian or someone like that, and my management kept using it on everything. Cause it, was, it was a good quote, but it was like, catch this rising Muslim comedian, or whatever. And I was like, why do you need to say,
0: yeah?
1: or oh, it was like the next best Muslim, there's not no. even that many Muslim comedians. Right. It's not really a compliment to say I'm the next it's one.
0: Ob- it's people or... who you think might be Muslim, like Omid ja- just, yeah, yeah. J- yeah, j- Jardini, not, yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> Muslim <laughs> enough. And I don't mind people saying um, I'm a black woman comedian, or I'm a mixed race comedian, or I'm a dread comedian. But what I do mind is if they then decide to have expectations of what I should talk about. That's what I have found, songs.
1: man. Over the last few, over the last four years since the Ed, my good Edinburgh, it's just been yeah, it's, I've just been off to stuff like that, really yeah. cringy stuff. So like right now, I feel a lot better because I'm really confident about my new show, and <laughs> and <laughs> I think. Um, I'm making my own stuff. I'm making like this web series now, which I'm really excited about. Oh,
0: do you want us to come and talk about it? Or is it like, you would ask to talk about it if it's still... I can mention it. It's, it's yeah. a
1: weird little chat show. It's going to be out in April. Yeah. And Yeah. I don't Yeah, I don't need to say anything. Okay, more, so chat it's, show going... It's very, it's very silly. I'm already looking forward it's to it. It's not serious at all. It's really stupid. Um, thanks. Um, <laughs> so I feel a bit better. But yeah, I just like... So I got offered like... When, so I did a show all about dating online dating and a lot of it yeah was i about, saw it oh thanks yeah. yeah a lot of it was about muslim dating apps and i got i think it was someone at channel four or something wanted me to do like a reality type show where i'm trying to find a wife and my mum would be in it approving or disapproving of girls
0: it's it's, and the funny the sad thing is if you had done it it could have you yeah. know and it's they offer you the keys to the kingdom but they make you compromise so I mean, much it just and depends it's so who you are, though, because yeah. there are you know there's other muslim
1: comedians who do everything yeah, and like I just a lot of stuff makes me cringe, and so I've turned a lot down over the last few years.
0: Can we wrap up on something. Positive? Sure,
1: I'll tell you something I did. Uh, last week, which Ooh, I wanted to tell you about,
0: go which on. was really stupid. All right. I had
1: a good... Uh, do you ever do Lester Comedy Festival?
0: I've never done it. Oh, okay, I just don't know enough about it.
1: Oh, I'll tell you after, but yeah. it's worth doing, definitely. Um, I had a really nice week there. I had loads of gigs and did a couple of previews, and it was all overall great. And the next day, I had a gig in Oxford, um, where I was closing the show. Really nice. You know Johnny and the Baptist. Yeah. It was their thing, and I was closing it, which was great. And... It was yeah. Second half started and they're doing their little I'm seeing and I thought okay I'll head up now. Went through a door um, and I thought okay I've gone the wrong way. Tried to go back, the door was locked. <laughs> Tried to go another way, that door was locked. And my phone was charging in the dressing room. Um, I couldn't figure out how to get out. I was trapped and I could hear. I could hear the show. They had that speaker system and I was like that's the worst almost panic attack. And then I, I found a fire escape. I had to go out the fire escape. I was so scared the alarm would go off. <laughs> I had to go out the building, <laughs> come back in, basically go into the audience, and come up from the wrong side, which really confused. I'm really confused as to how
0: you got locked in a room. You need fobs. Oh, I fobs, don't know. So... It's a weird building.
1: Like the Oxford, the old fire station. It's
0: really good. Oh, I know the venue. Yeah, yeah, I've been there before. That's
1: great. Yeah, but you can take a wrong turn downstairs. And you're it's
0: lost. a good thing that didn't, you weren't a fireman. And then, like, oh, there's thing. a fire! Oh yeah. no, I'm stuck in the cupboards. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I will not be a
1: good fireman. <laughs> but like, I do that a lot. Like, I feel like oh, I'm, I feel like I'm on top of everything now. That's such a good week, and all of that. And then I'll just get did trapped.
0: You, did you panic?
1: <laughs> yeah, a bit. But I was fine. Oh, and okay. then it, it was like a comedy entrance onto the stage, and it was fine because yeah. I came from the wrong side. And I told you that's what happened.
0: Maybe you me? need to get yourself trapped in a room before every gig, because it's yeah. a nice little way to start off your gig.
1: And then yesterday I had a great meeting, which some stuff's looking really promising, and then I, I
0: shaved my head wrong. <laughs> no, you to... can't you can't give you this job anymore. It relies on you having a number four, <laughs> yeah, actually. And now you've got number two, you're not appropriate yeah. for this role. <laughs> it keeps you humble, isn't it? Uh, definitely. And what I was say, a lot of people were like, "You know, you're doing really well. Yeah. I'm not doing well. You yeah. know what I mean?" So when we think, "Oh my God, things are going bad," they're going bad for everyone. It's yeah, just that the optics are really good. And like, social media,
1: you only put out the
0: positives. Exactly. I'm not going to put you. I'm not going to put out the, the deaths or the <laughs> or the rejections. Like I did a really good show for like a really big comedy club the other day. And yeah. I, it went. It went so good that on the way back home there were people on oh, yeah. the train that had been there oh, just great. like you know it was one of those lovely gigs but it didn't amount to anything yeah. and that's the kind of that's the worst because that means you'll probably never work for those people that you've done what you do and they're not mm. into it um so the audience like it but that's there's a gatekeeper You and never
1: know though you never
0: know and also one thing nobody owes me a gig i've always believed that like nobody yeah, that's owes a me good work.
1: attitude
0: nobody owes you work at all it's there you've create if you create a space in which people can be entertained by comedians, whether it's a stand-up thing, whether it's a TV job, whatever. It's up to you to put whoever you want in that space. Mm-hmm. And you don't owe me a gig. So um, it was just a shame. That's a good um,
1: attitude. Most people don't have that.
0: You have to have that attitude, man. Yeah. I think I had that attitude because I had such a good job out of outside of comedy. Okay. So I was like, you know, all things... I don't. Not like I don't need it. Everywhere, you know, I want to do it now. This is this is what I've dedicated the last few years to. But I always felt really happy with my life outside of comedy. So that well, helps. Yeah, I'm not saying all all comedians are desperately unhappy with their lives, but it helped me see. See,
1: I had nothing else because I started <coughs> in my last year of uni. Yes, did a media
0: degree. Yes, I know about this degree. Yeah, yeah.
1: So <laughs> Oh, you do. Yeah, I remember
0: you telling me about it when we first yeah. met. Actually,
1: it's a. Well, it's in my show. It's a third. In, it's a media writing production. I got a third because I stopped doing work to start stand up. Yeah, it is. It was at Bolton University, which was named basically bottom of the list of unis in my second year yeah. of a three-year degree, so I couldn't even that's, get out. Yeah,
0: that's. Um, yeah, so but that's a long. That was a long time ago. Now <laughs> it was. No, yeah. it's fine. I can talk
1: about it now, obviously. But but
0: yeah. I, I and I started probably late. I started. I was thirty-one. When oh, I started, okay, so. I was already, you know, I had my car, I had, um, I was in a house at the time, but I had like a fairly adult existence, Yeah. so it was really easy for me to take rejection, because I was like, that's cool, I'm, gonna, that's I'm going to show Lucia tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I, I can't, I mean, I'm, it's funny, starting comedy young is great, but I can't recommend enough just living life for 10 years. I can imagine, because I've
1: basically grown up into comedy, because like, yeah. when I was 21, 22, I wasn't a man. I was an idiot. No one's... You
0: know, when you're that young, you're not... You Most know, you're people are, not growing. Are there, Most yeah, people... Well, I wasn't mature well, when I was 21, but... It's like
1: I've become an adult <coughs> doing stand-up, you know?
0: And also, so I'm, write, I'm doing a lot of writing well. at the moment, and, like, one of... You know, a lot of my writing has been informed by my life in my 20s. You know, like, places that I've worked, people that I've met... And if I'd got into stand up as a twenty one year old, I wouldn't have had this yeah, this, no. this thing to mind. That's what I like about it.
1: Though. You can start at pretty much any age. But I'm, you're young, by the way. I'm young, yeah, I'm thirty eight. I'm not, not like I'm not ancient. <laughs> yeah. But I would
0: say this. So something like the Sex <laughs> anniversary, I'm massively advantaged. It's a screen it's a it's a script writing bursary. So I'm in a better position to write a script than a twenty one year old. So being being thirty eight is great and start basically start comedy when you're thirty one. Okay. <laughs> Do you have so, to wrap up? Um, yeah, kind of. So okay.
1: I I wanted to ask you one other thing okay. that I wanted to ask before, okay, um, which I forgot. Um, I realized recently I get offended when people get stuff wrong about me. Like, um, there's one thing about guessing <clears throat> the wrong country your parents are from or something. But yeah. I really I get more offended by recent. A couple of things have happened recently. I was with some people, and someone who doesn't know me that well said to me, "Oh, you're from Croydon, right?" and I just Too I went, excuse me yeah because I'm from East and I didn't realise how much <coughs> pride I take in that
0: yeah I don't like it when people get things wrong about me also someone asked me if I was middle class
1: and I got really offended <laughs> but I don't know why
0: um, so are you asking me if people get things wrong about me yeah
1: if you, if you would get annoyed at that
0: yeah I get I do and with the class thing I get annoyed at people thinking I'm working class because okay. and I always say this I was um, you know my mum was a dinner lady we, you know we was working class if you was to look at our bank accounts look at the trainers on our feet and mm. um, whatever but we was <laughs> <laughs> She's getting really cute at the moment she wants something from you um, but we were middle class in the sense that it was it was, un- it was unthinkable that we wouldn't go to university. We were, we, when we came home from school every day, we went to our bedroom and stayed for three hours, do extra homework. Um, you know, we never had frozen meat. You know what I mean? My mum was very into like, was very into like,
1: Twizzlers. yeah, we
0: never not have any of that stuff. We had, we had little treats and stuff, yeah, but yeah, my yeah. mum was very much, she only knew how to cook yeah. in it. it. Like, you would think we was Nigella Lawson the way we I think like, that's common lived.
1: with... I guess black and
0: Asian. Very common, yeah, actually. But what I'm saying is, I guess I, it was weird. My experience is I went to kind of a, a fairly white school, and it was mm-hmm. the white kids who were working class, yeah. and it was the black kids who were had a middle class disability. Um, so when people say, Are you working class? I always think it's a bit of a red herring mm. because I had probably all the advantages a middle class person would have had because the class system holds you back mentally more than anything because yeah. you think this isn't oh, for me, or this isn't a space for me, so or I, I don't feel. belong there. Um, there's a big thing in comedy at the moment about working class people saying money's a barrier which I'm a bit against because you're not going to get paid doing comedy whether you're middle class or working class but what I would say is that if you if you are middle class you've got that advantage in that you can meet another middle class person and you can have a great time and you can go onto a TV show I don't know how I feel
1: about that because you have (coughs) you have a lot of people talking about being working class comedians and I am one but I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to feel like I'm saying I'm not as successful because I'm working class. Yeah. And, and can... I, I think I'm as funny as anyone. <coughs> yeah, I, I agree.
0: So, you know? and, I, it's, and again, the other thing that's weird is because I started comedy quite late, I'd made my life, I'd made my career, uh, I had yeah. an income. So even though I was working class, I could afford to go to Edinburgh because I had mm. a full-time job as a project manager and I worked in all kinds of industries and I did really well. Even um, now,
1: I, you know, I've got no money. A production company's taking me up and paying for everything. Yeah. And then I pay the loss. <laughs> yeah. Eventually.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, you, you get a bill at the end, right? There's a yeah. way
1: to do it, sort of, but no, still hard, but...
0: It goes back to what I said, nobody owes you a gig, nobody yeah. owes you money, no one owes you a career, you make your career by being funny mm. um, as often as possible, in front of as many people as possible, and I worry about the mentality of, I come from a less privileged background, so I deserve um, some kind of subsidy, exactly. because like, comedy is so hard, it <sighs> doesn't, no middle class person... When it got paid for comedy in the first two or three years of gigging, I'm telling you, none, and if they did, it wasn't significant enough to get them anywhere. But yeah, okay, fine. If you've got if you've got a bit of a bit of support, you can go to Edinburgh. Edinburgh will not make you famous. And as 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 demonstrated by both of us, yeah. I to Edinburgh. <laughs> Although it, kind of, it did give me a career, though, it gives you a career, yeah. But you, I think every, Whilst I accept that I have so many things going on that have come from being seen at Edinburgh, mm. I could have. That was my strategy. I could have come up with a different strategy. That's true. You you can. It's really important to talk about inequality, but it's also important not to get into the realm of entitlement. I want, yeah, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. Yeah, I'm not entitled to anything, you know, just because you know, just because I come from a background where we didn't have a lot of money. like We mm-hmm. had a lot of ambition and a lot of education. I'm more literate than a lot of middle-class people out there. I'm more, I'm sorry, I am, sorry guys. I'm more well-read, <laughs> um, I'm more knowledgeable. So it feels weird to say that I'm at a disadvantage mm-hmm. because uh, it doesn't feel like I'm disadvantaged. Anyway, do you have any other questions for me on my podcast? I don't know, we could talk for
1: hours. Do you want to ask me
0: anything else? No, or? man, it's not really a question. It's not really, it's it's not more really of a chat. It's a chat, yeah? innit? just chatting it. Just keeping my company. Oh. With a little um. Yeah. But <laughs> she's, she, I think she's. she's very really good. She's very well behaved. Like... Today she's been amazing. Oh, okay. Just Yeah, today, normally know? she's like. A little bit disruptive, but she's in a very good mood. Yeah. <laughs> she really likes you. <laughs> all right, um Bilal, it's lovely to hang out, man. I'm so glad you came. Thanks so much for having um, yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for coming to keep my company. Cheers. I really appreciate you. I say it because it's, t- it's the title of the podcast. No, no, it's good. That's good. That's good. I might stop. <laughs> Thank you, Bilal, for coming. Isn't he amazing? I have to say this of all the guests I've had, he has been my daughter's favourite. She's literally, like, she was smiling at him the whole time, wanted to play, was chasing him around the room, so he definitely got the job if he, if he wants to be a nanny or a child because she was very um enamoured with him, but but that was great. He's so funny. He was nominated for, as Best Newcomer for the 2016 Edinburgh Comedy Awards. This is a Big deal! So that's how funny he is. Please find him on Twitter and on Instagram. He's a lovely comedian, a lovely person, and you should definitely get to know him if you don't know him already. I've been Athena Cablenu. You have been listening to Keeping Athena Company. If you've liked this podcast or if you've liked this one and other episodes, you can tell your friends about it, you could share it, you can comment, you can like, you can just do what you with podcasts that you enjoy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for your support, and we will catch up next time.